Winner's Circle Podcast, the potluck of entrepreneurship, where we interview a variety of dope creators, small business owners, and entrepreneurs. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and also drop us a like or a comment. Except after C. Alright. The segment is Hate It or Love It. It's a lightning segment. Ready? Ready. The segment is Hate It or Love It COVID Edition. Ooh. Do you hate or do you love these things now that we are out of COVID, quote unquote? Ready? Yes. Concerts. Love it. Swimming pools. Love it. Online dating. Mm, hate it <laughs> only because I'm in a relationship, and when I did it, I didn't like it. What about for other people after um, COVID? Oh, uh, applying to other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends. It really depends. It depends. All right, one night stands. Hate it. Cookouts. Love it. Grad cookout shorty. <laughs> Working out. I haven't been to the gym, but I love it. I, w- I want to go. I just can't afford a membership right now. <laughs> All right, last one. Vaccines. Love it. Love it. All right. Today we have a very special guest. My superhero and superstar all in one. My favorite girl, my BFF, Tasia J. Hello. Hello. What's up, Teach? Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Culture Flash from the Winter Circle Podcast and Outreach. If you have joined us again today, thanks so much for tuning in. We're really excited to be here and to have Tasia with us. Um, thanks for liking, subscribing, commenting, leaving your comments, sharing um, everything that the Winter Circle does. With your help, we're moving everybody forward. So... You, TJ, have been working very hard over the past year. Yes, ma'am. You have finished school. Yes, ma'am. You were working. Yes, ma'am. And you dropped your full-length EP, Heart on Display. Period. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, you have had your hands in some really commendable, but, like, demanding pursuits. So, like, if anybody knows what it's like to try to make an album i've been here with you when you were trying to write songs oh my gosh uh like ad-libbing all like when you be in the recording studio all these things so and then on top of all of that you are now a graduating student you graduated and you're a nurse yes so how do you balance all of these things your work and your passions um it was really hard at first when I first started nursing school, I was trying to grapple with the workload and trying to manage my job. I was working as a tech in the hospital, and then um, my unit converted over into a COVID unit. I'm not sure if you're going to dive into that, but I'll just speak on that briefly. Um, and then during my first year, I really couldn't focus on the music. But then during my winter break after my junior year, going into my senior year, I was like, okay, I need to stop putting my passion on the back burner because I realized like a career is one thing, but like your passion's there for you forever. And I realized that nursing wasn't my life and being in the hospital, I didn't want it to be my life anymore, especially because that's what I was doing all the time. And I also just didn't like the fact that, I mean, it's for some people for nursing to be their entire lives, but that's only what I do three days, four days out of the week. I gotta do something else with my life. And I noticed that like jobs, they really don't care about you. I mean, we've learned that all Girl. in any occupation, but Girl, I was like, <laughs> I've, 
always wanted to be a singer anyway, so. Okay, good. So we were actually wondering what Hard On Display was about. We didn't know if you were rapping, if you were beatboxing, <laughs> if this was like a straight harmonica album. So tell us about Hard On Display and how that went for you. What was the process? Like, that was a, a, an interesting transition trying to do both. So what was that like for you once you decided to put your passion back on the forefront of your mind? I actually always had an EP written and ready to go with that title. Okay. Um, I've written it maybe like three, four years ago, but then like my writing style changed and I just started from scratch. But it's always been the same concept, um, showing my most vulnerable sides. That's one of my songs, Vulnerability, um, and just showing like the different stages of love, like trying to be with somebody and work it out it not working how i feel during the process of heartbreak and actually falling for somebody so wow that is very vulnerable yeah <laughs> what is it like putting that down and like like i read something recently about uh the difficulty of being visible when you put when you're working like with your creative pursuits and a lot of people will be like i have the content i have the material i know it like i have it all right in front of me and then they're like reluctant to put it out for everybody to see and it's this thing that they're afraid of about being visible to everybody how did that feel for you um it's really hard only because i'm a perfectionist mm -hmm. and that's why i honestly believe that's why it's taken me so long to even take that first step and to actually put it out there but i had really good people behind me supporting me along the way and mm -hmm. i think that really helped motivate me to really actually go on and pursue this music thing also, money was a, a issue too, because nobody really tells you how expensive it is. This shit ain't cheap. And I really, me and my friend Alante, he's his nickname is Tay. We spent a lot of time creating my EP in my house, um, so it could save money on studio time. I made my own EP cover. Um, I did some of the mixing, and I laid down um, a lot of the tracks. He did most of the engineering though, so shout out to him. Shout out to Tay. Um, other than that, beats, producers, all that adds up. So that's one way, like, it became really hard. But you really got to invest in yourself and invest in your dreams. And um, being visible, like we spoke on vulnerability. I knew I was vulnerable, but I had to believe in myself. And I had to build up the confidence because I always knew I had the talent. So I would say those things right there what made it possible. So what's your favorite track? Fallen. This way, Fallen. All right. And then my single back and forth. Yes. Go ahead and make sure y'all listen to the single. Listen to the whole EP. Change your life. Open up your heart. Listen. It's something for you in there. So speaking of vulnerability, um, for those of you who don't know, you just mentioned this briefly. Tasia was basically thrown into her nursing career, literally at the peak of COVID, while all the rest of us were just trying to literally grapple with the idea that there was something so major and so like life-changing going on that just blindsided us right. tasia was literally in the field working woo child woo child um so day by day hands-on in the hospital with patients uh, a lot of us watched from afar some of us were fortunate enough to not have to deal with uh family members or friends or relatives being hospitalized but you saw everything yes. so i imagine it was really hard to prepare for something like that so could you tell me about that experience oh my gosh when we got the news that it came to the u.s everything just hit full speed 
gas pedal to the floor. My unit, we weren't originally an ICU. We were an intermediate care unit, which is an ICU step down. And for COVID patients, everybody's on the ventilator. So we had to convert into a COVID ICU. It was changes for the nurses. It was changes for the people. Don't know what's an ICU. An ICU is the intensive care unit. My bad. That's where your most critical patients go. They're very unstable. They can die at any second. So during that period, our unit got converted to a negative pressure unit, meaning that basically it just filters the air. I'll put it in simple terms. Um, it was very hard. I was very reluctant to go step on the floor. We only had five days notice. They literally built up walls. They switched up stuff so fast. And I was really afraid to step on the unit, but I had a really good supervisor. And she told me this quote. Um, she was like, you're so crea- uh, courageous. And um, like, if you have fear, don't let that stop you. You have it in you. Mm-hmm. And like you're basically how you always call me superhero she was Mm -hmm. saying we all have those qualities Mm -hmm. we've all been here before and luckily my unit we had the appropriate protective um personal equipment the ppe so i didn't feel comfortable at first but after the first month i was like all right i haven't got covid yet maybe i'm doing something right um you're really careful I was very careful and I was very OCD and I was going to talk about my health anxiety during that period. Yeah. I didn't want to be around anybody. I washed my hands like every three seconds, hand sanitized every millisecond and I disinfected everything. I didn't trust anybody because at that point I was like afraid. I didn't know who had it or anything. And if I did get exposed to it, I wanted to narrow it down just to work at mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, but the emotional toll it took on me was really hard. Um, I'm not sure if you watched that Grace episode of Grace Anatomy, but that season... You know, I get all my medical information from you and that. (laughs) That season depicted it so well. So if you guys haven't watched that, I would say watch it. They show really well, especially Meredith, how much of emotional toll and burnout. Mm -hmm. Because you're so used to seeing people die and Mm -hmm. half dead. I just started getting tired of it. And I didn't want to come to work anymore. So it was kind of hard dealing with seeing dead people all the time, dying people. Sorry, this is so dark. It's but okay. We, we acknowledge the... It was it was a really rough time. And so I feel like it's important to shed light on the people who really, really worked through it. Like, we thought it was hard watching people die. All we did was watch graphs change online. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And watch the numbers go up and down. But, like, you was really in that joint. The most disheartening thing was seeing people die alone. Hmm. Because at first we weren't letting any, visitor, any visitors come in. But like when we started like getting certain stuff like situated and stuff calmed down a little bit, we'll let the most critical people um, who we knew were going to pass see have like two family members come in. But we've had patients pass away on FaceTime mm. and we were the only people there to hold their hands. So mm. it was really hard. Um, I'm glad. Oh, actually, our unit just got off of bio mode, the negative pressure mode, yesterday. So there's officially no more COVID units at Hopkins. Do you feel like that's like a celebratory? Do you feel like you want to celebrate that? Yeah, Yeah. I do. So what's it like now that things are adjusting and returning to some level of like, quote unquote, normalcy? Do you feel like things are going back to normal? Do you feel like there is a normal for us anymore? Um, and for some people, it's always been normal. Some mm-hmm. people who don't wear masks, some people who just thought it was a hoax. Um, for me, I don't think you'll ever be back to fully normal. I have gotten vaccinated. That's given me some confidence that I won't end up on the vent 
on the ventilator. Mm-hmm. But I do, I will still wear my mask mm-hmm. for sure until I feel like it's totally eradicated, like other diseases that we have in the U.S. that have been totally eradicated. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, um, I don't know. I just became very anxious about any illnesses now. Like I don't want to get sick at all. If anything, mm-hmm. I haven't been sick since knock on wood since um covid happened 2020 mm-hmm. so what the work. <laughs> that's facts listen i work in a gym dog and people are so careless people are so psyched like tomorrow the mandate lifts at five o'clock and they're like when do we get to take the mask off but i'm in maryland yes ma'am hogan is lifting that listen if y'all did not know governor not governor hogan for pg county rather mm. angela also brooks has announced that the mask mandate will be lifted effective 5-28-2021 at 5 p.m. Okay. So, Are limited capacities like lifted too? I'm not sure about limited capacities. I know that there are still some fa- facilities that are required to uh, keep the mandate in place. That includes medical facilities. Um, oh, it's a few other ones. I can't remember all of them. But definitely check out with PG County, uh, our websites, and wherever. We, I find Angela also books on Twitter all the time. So... Check that out to be sure. But, um, yeah, mask mandate is up tomorrow. Is that only for vaccinated people? No, that's for everybody in PG County. You know, I was having a debate with somebody about that. They were like, oh, people who aren't aren't vaccinated, you got to keep your mask on if you are. You don't. And it's just like anybody can lie. The kicker is anybody can lie. It's so funny about the people in the gym. They come in and they're like, well, why do I have to leave my mask on? I'm vaccinated. What about people who aren't? You right. still pose a risk for people who are. And I think that's been a really, really big theme since COVID started was that people are selfish. And inconsiderate. And really inconsiderate. And they don't care. And if their family member hasn't had it or they don't know someone directly, they don't see how real it is. You would be surprised. We had a guy come in and be like, yeah, I've had COVID for three days and I feel nothing. I'm like, Just because what? you don't have an immune response yeah, doesn't no, mean people it's not are, real. Yeah, people are really silly, so... Anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. people are silly. The mask mandate is lifting. Um, I'm glad that you have some peace of mind because you really deserve it. And that mm-hmm. you have been so fortunate up until this point. And I hope you continue to be fortunate. And I want to know how it feels being now on, like, the other side. Like, the, the light at the end of the tunnel where it just felt like who knew when it was going to end. But, like, here we are kind of getting back to something. And I don't know how that feels for you having been some a medical professional in the field. It feels good because now I can see my family and friends. When I was working on, on the COVID unit, I wasn't able to see anybody. I didn't feel comfortable. I felt like I was going to expose them. Um, it feels really good knowing that not that many people are dying anymore. Um, other than that, everybody just stay safe. If you are able to get the vaccine and you're not opposed to it, do your research. I say get vaccinated, um, wear your mask if you're indoors, and social distance. Yeah, very good advice from a medical professional, mind you. Where did Who's you just graduate from? Where did you just graduate from, TJ? Towson University. What is your degree? Tell us about your degree. Bachelor's. Of science and nursing. Bachelor's of science and nursing. Y'all heard that? Period. I got a bachelor of science in here. <laughs> of nursing. Miss BSN. You know what I'm saying? So listen, Towson University, 
what a journey that was. Mm-hmm. Your whole school career was such a journey. So I just want to celebrate you and tell you that I'm proud of you and I'm very proud that you're my friend. Aww. And thank you so much for being on here with us today. Is of there anything course. else you want to add? Like shout out to Heart on Display. Shout out to you and your BSN. We're very proud of you. Anything else you want to add? You want to throw in here? I want to shout out to Nicole Lomax for being my girl. Pulling me down. Pulling you down. She really helped me get through my crazy nursing journey and she's always been a supporter of my music she's always been in my corner since the eighth grade well her in the eighth grade i was in seventh grade yeah so shout out to a lifelong soulmate my soulmate not what a friend was, what was our song what was our song in seventh grade how did we meet what song was it it was, was a Nicki little Minaj? wayne song it was Nicki minaj and lil wayne I was like, who's that loud girl at the bus stop? <laughs> but she was singing Lil Wayne. Now. That was my thing back then. I was like, oh, yeah, I like her. Oh, heck yeah. That was a good time. So, yeah, once again, thank you so much, Teach, for joining us. Thank you guys um, for having me. As usual, to wrap up today, I'm going to shout out a business in the entrepreneurial spirit of the Winter Circle Podcast and Outreach. So, today's uh, small business shout-out will be Sankofa Video and Bookstore in D.C. Black filmmaker, family-owned and operated, this bookstore and cafe specializes in books, movies, and programming about people of African descent since 1998. Little fun fact, Sankofa is the word from the Ghanaian Akan tribe whose symbol means... It is not taboo to fetch what is at risk of being left behind. So, if you're a history lover like me, um, I actually majored in history. Shout out to Bowie State University. The store itself is named after the internationally acclaimed film Sankofa, an Ethiopian film drama based on the Atlantic slave trade. So, check out Sankofa on Instagram at SankofaDC, S-A-N-K-O-F-A-D-C. And visit their store at 2714 Georgia Avenue Northwest to grab a bite, um, pick up some videos or books about the African diaspora and its presence around the world. Um, So for Winter Circle Podcast and Outreach, this has once again been Nicole with Culture Flash. Keep it locked, keep it tuned in. Thank you for listening to my um, 10th episode of Culture Flash, and we'll check in with you next week. Bye! What's up, guys? This podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is an easy way for you to monetize your podcast. It helps podcasters have a flat rate for your ad space so you know how much you're making from Podgo. You can apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to advertisers that fit your audience. You can do that by going to podgo.co. That's P-O-D-G-O.co. Start now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Winter Circle Podcast. We are grateful to share the stories of businesses and brands that shape our community. The great thing about being a guest on our podcast is that we're able to share the untold story to people who need to hear it. With our podcast being on nine platforms, over 3,000 downloads and streams, 100 subscribers, over 100 plays weekly, and 600 plays monthly, we bring brand awareness, visibility, and recognition to everyone who's a guest on our show. If you'd like to be our next guest, please reach out to us on all social media platforms at WCPO LLC.